and welcome to another episode of Yumi Connects. As we said in this show, we talk about the Europe, European part and the Middle East part of the world, how they connect, and about you and me connecting. Today, we have with us a very, very dear friend of mine, a example for a lot of people, an exceptional entrepreneur that gives and keeps on giving advice on how to better yourself as an entrepreneur and also as a human being. So I will introduce you today to Cristiano Nezio and uh, let's see where we go from there. Hi, Christian, and welcome. Thank you for being on our show. Uh, it's an honor to have you here. Uh, you have formed so many characters. Uh, you have formed so many people, teaching them how to become an entrepreneur, teaching them how to better themselves, and you're a true example for a lot of us. The reason why we have you on the show, as you will know, is because besides being an entrepreneur, you're upscaling it and bringing it to be an entrepreneur in the Middle East. So tell us, how's that? <laughs> uh, we're trying to uh, to expand our, I mean, we started to expand our businesses in, all, over the, all over Europe 10 years ago. So we started uh, in Romania and later on, now we have operations in 24 countries. Wow. Um, but being an entrepreneur in the Middle East is totally different because you need to, I mean, I've learned that on the hard way uh, because I thought this is just another territory, but uh, but this is completely different. The culture is different, uh, the 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 workforce is different, the consumer behavior is different. So one of the things that I've learned in maybe after six months or so is to reposition myself and to understand that I'm stepping into a different territory with new or different laws and different ways to operate a business, even you know, the accounting system or anything. Everything is new. So so what I think is important even from the beginning is to help our listeners or viewers to understand that when you go into a totally different market, not just an expansion or, you know, EU, it's, uh, Europe is something that they, they try to be, in a way, uh, the, 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 the legislation force and the norms and they tend to to be similar. So you need to just to understand the specific needs of the consumer in different uh, geography. But when you go to the Middle East, I think you have to uh, re-examine everything, every pillar of the business. So you have to re-examine the pillar uh, related to the legal framework. Uh, you have to re-examine the pillar related to the workforce. What's the capabilities that they have which is totally different totally, here, right totally. but let me ask you one thing you're a successful businessman so because that that's the reason why you can teach other people how to yeah. be a successful businessman because the power of example is what sets us apart sure. yet why did you go to the middle east first of all no, that's a good question huh? it is i think so i think all of our listeners want to know that i think i think going into the middle east is for me, it was a mix of personal and business. It was a mix of personal and business decision. Uh, every time you see a territory that is so full of opportunities, you tend to uh, think as an entrepreneur that there is an opportunity for you and the, the advantage of the one that starts first, it will continue in the future. Uh, if you go in, in a very crowded market in the West, 
then you are maybe the last that you step into this industry. So so you have an advantage of being one first. Of the first, one of the first. Okay. And of course, that involves a bigger risk. Uh, and that's part of our job as entrepreneurs is to test the waters into... I mean, you you know that because you talk about it a lot. You, In order to you to become the entrepreneur you are, you lost a lot of things yeah. and every single experience and this, our entrepreneurs that are listening have to understand that every single lesson is money that just went away from your pocket because you can learn through your decisions. And that's what you're trying to do. Teach them from your mistakes and your, your success, right? Yeah. So that's important to understand because the Middle East is a market that is you, when you succeed, you succeed big, but when you lose, you also lose big. Yeah. And plus, uh, you have to come prepared. So that's why I'm I'm writing, a, I'm organizing uh, every six months uh, an entrepreneurial camp in in Dubai for East, East European entrepreneurs that they want to expand. Sharing again. Yeah. Sharing. Very good. Thank you for that. And, and also meeting, uh, creating a, a context where they can meet big and large corporations that are already there. Just to understand the limit, how they develop, and how they can uh, learn some best practices and use them. But three days from the four days of camp, we talk about readjusting everything that they have into a new market if they are interested to develop uh, their operations in UAE. I mean, we talk about logistics. We talk about, uh, uh, of course, legal framework. We talk about how the culture is shaping the business and what you should do and what you should which is very important really how do you build relationship and relations in a formal and informal in middle east uh how do you find the right talents because it's a big it's a big pool of talents over there there, there are a lot of expats that are working there so you need to make sure that you choose the right people with the right knowledge and with the right mindset so they can help you build the startup that you have so there are a lot of things that we we map and we talk about the and I always start with how would you do it in Europe and they say like this okay so let's see if this is before <laughs> let's 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 test it <laughs> let's put it in context exactly and I, and I invite some of uh, some key opinion leaders from the UAE also to to uh, give them a specific answer you know if you do this with the same in the same way. Yeah, the most probable uh, outcome. outcome will be this. Uh, if you want this, you can continue to do it. Like by, by the way, uh, a friend of mine was telling me that they tried to pitch uh, an important project yeah. uh, in the digital world, and the person that was pitching the project had a lot of uh, high-position locals, and he started going into uh, religious things and stuff like that, and I was like, oh my God, I've been since 2015 in the Middle East, right? So I know that religion, they accept all religions, but it's not something you should bring up in in business in when you're discussing, especially with officials. But that's, that's, if you do the same thing in Romania or in Germany, you will get the same result. If you are building and if you are presenting a business pitch, then, you know, your personal beliefs doesn't have anything in common. Only if you are selling, I don't know, if you're building a spiritual platform. Okay, yeah, well, that, that, that's what it matters. Yeah. That, that, that is your product exactly. to start. But uh, if if you already touched that subject about pitching, 
that's also very different in uh, in Middle East compared to to uh, Western civilization. Okay, it's let's say it's uh, in Middle East the 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 business pitch that I've seen is working is somehow the business pitch that we used to present ten years ago in in the West. Oh, really? Yeah, because they are young in the in the in the investing uh, field, so mm-hmm. they they did a lot of big deals. And that's a different type of pitch. Correct. But if we go on the on the real market, then the way you have to present the uh, the investors that are not very well connected with all, they don't have enough experience in in you know twenty verticals. So so you might have in front of you people that that they never invested or they never been pitched by uh, an idea in one vertical. Okay. So you have to get a bigger understanding of the vet or the vertical and the industry and the competitors. And they are very, very interested about uh, competitors and and the target group. If you identify the competitors or the market, the, the, the group of consumers, and you pitch uh, the right team, they are more willing to invest in the business than if you have a, a very stable business. Because... For them, the test is, do you understand the market? Do you understand the consumer? Do you have the right people that are living here so you can build something for them? Yeah, of, of course, in a seed phase. If you advance in a startup, of course, for a scale, the rules change. The rules change. But in seed phase, uh, most of the local entrepreneurs are, and I think it's, it's the right approach. Do you understand our market? Oh, well, because UAE is a very, and Middle East in general is a very different market. For example, yeah. maybe I know, and this I'm telling this for listeners, and you can confirm that, uh, is that in United Arab Emirates, you have 1 million people that are local, and 9 million, which are expats, coming from all over the world, yeah. different ways of consuming, with different beliefs, with... A con- it's a mixing pot of everything. So and that a, makes it... Plus, it's an ever-changing environment. Yeah, correct. Every, so it's ever moving. Yeah. Every two years, you 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 are missing uh, two years, and then you come and think that. Think that. <laughs> so I think, I think, being so dynamic and being so multicultural and being so uh, innovative, uh, they need to see first if you if you are familiar with the environment that you are trying to try. To. And uh, and that was happening ten years ago or twelve years ago in the VC space in Romania and yeah, Croatia because. We need to, I mean, are you connected with this? But if you lived in the same environment, you knew things about the legislation, you, and things were pretty stable. So you kind of learned by doing. So my question to you is, now, you're already in the Middle East. You've successfully done things there, and you have your own projects that are currently being built, which is, yeah. well, you know, you're a living proof of success. My question is... Not yet. The, the, the single thing that we can prove is that we spend the money over there. Oh, good. <laughs> so this is the only proof of success that we have. Good. We, well, you're getting there. We still have to work uh, until we get the success that we... Yeah, expect. but you have, what, three years now? Two and a half years. Two and a half years to experience. million dollars invested. Well, it's, small, it's a small thing for a uh, for market like UAE, but uh, in technology, is, uh, we managed to... to produce some results uh, in terms of building the product that other companies, uh, let's say they, they make it with, they made it with 50 millions. 
Wow. So, so in terms of speed and uh, outputs, we are really happy, but we still need to prove that the product is accepted by the market and not only UAE because we operate also in US and other territories. Of course. My question, what I, where I was going with this is if now you have two and a half years uh, trying to do the things you're doing and all, all, almost succeeding, you're there, you build a product and so on. But if we would go to square one, yeah, and you would need to start today. Knowing what you know, what would you do? Uh, this is because a lot of people are thinking I should move with my family to UAE or to I don't know Saudi or. But we're talking about UAE because you're there, right? You're in Dubai, so I'm just trying to, for you to, tell them, how they should do it. I told you at the beginning that we move as a family. Uh, and then I had to I had to accommodate the family first. So six months was related to family, and then six months to understand the market. So we we technically worked for one and a half year, right? So you were tourists for one year. Yeah, so sort of yeah. trying to adapt and fit yeah. in. So, but I think that that's a mistake. In terms of getting into a new market, you should have you shouldn't have a team of people that can connect you before you make the decision to move or to invest. So if you ask me what I would do now, I would work with you know, business councils or any other entities that can help me test the waters without having uh, a... To do the whole 2.5 million euro investment and, and losing one year of your life. Yeah, yeah. So okay. I would go and uh, come back and see if, if the opportunities that I see in my head are really into this market and in a way trying to find the right partners and the right partners that can uh, contribute to something that is very clear for me. So so one thing is to have very clear in mind and on paper what you are trying to build and scouting the, the, the partners, but also making sure that someone is helping you to to validate the proof of concept over there in a, in a light form without having a big commitment at the beginning. So you can easily uh, uh, pivot or navigate the changes that you, because it's impossible to to estimate how the project will go without having any experience. Okay, without, without having the foot on the ground. Yeah, I agree with you. But I, I want to also ask you one more thing, because we've been talking about Cristiano Nitsiu, the entrepreneur and the, the teacher that teaches yeah. people how to behave in the Middle East, in the business world. Now, You've been there two and a half years. Do you think that the people from UAE have something or can do something in, in, in East Europe? Do you think that there is a way that we can... Does East Europe have something to offer them? I think so. I, I mean, look what what we have and what they don't have. You know, it's... I mean, agriculture is one of the biggest asset for them, I think, because they, they struggle to get the same quality of food that we have here. They're importing like 92%, yeah, 90% so of it. And right. it, will, it will continue to be on a big, big percentage. It's it's pretty hard to do agriculture. Energy, technology, uh, there are some amazing opportunities for them in Romania because we are somehow in the middle in terms of technology. We have uh, very... Uh, experienced and skilled uh, programmers and people that are working in technology field, uh, but uh, in a way comparable with U.S. workers, but maybe 
so let's say half price of that. And of course, if you go east in India, Pakistan, you can find, let's say, a different price. But I think we are well positioned in terms of liability and in terms of credibility and the way we deliver. Oh, we have Microsoft here, the the, the headquarters in Europe. They, they have they have also yeah. in in India. But it's it's a matter of creating teams that are they have a habit and a track record to deliver. Correct. We have UiPath here. We have a lot of uh, a lot of big IT being currently done in Bucharest, in Cluj, in Yash. So yeah. it's it's an IT hub, and, and I agree with you. They should come here and accelerate this, but also agriculture. I think also tourism, because uh, yeah. uh, I've had I had friends, some friends of mine that came over here, and they were like, "Wow, all this cool." We we <laughs> let, let, just let me add a story. We uh, we uh, invited part of our team in Romania during the summer because it was really hot, and we said, "Let's we are here in Europe." So uh, 10 or 12 people, we, uh, we relocated them for one and a half month. And at the end of it, they said, can we stay just a little bit less? No, no way. <laughs> because the nature is very appealing to a lot of people. When you are still, when we are still connected and you feel that everything is like, is here for the last 1,000 years, you can right. feel that. Yeah. Uh, but then again, I'm taking this well, granted. Yeah, but but we want the salaries from Dubai. Yeah, and we want to live here. Well, it doesn't work like that. That's the reason why there's a lot of virgin places here. So, but you know, at the end of it all, uh, I think because you know you know very well our show show is called You and Me Connect because we're trying to connect Europe with the Middle East. Yeah, and, uh, we're trying also trying to connect each other. That's the whole purpose of it. Without a personal connection, we cannot connect the worlds. And it all starts with that. So we have our differences. We have sand and green. Yeah. But in the same time, people that have the sand want the green. People that have the green want the sand. Cool. And uh, the fact that you, I think you put it very well when you said you should aggregate a community first. Try and get not what's written, but try to talk to people that are already there. They have the know-how. Instead of you investing Hundreds of thousands. Yeah. Just go there. Be a tourist. One week, two weeks. But don't be a regular tourist staying on the land. Uh, be a business tourist. Exactly. Be a business tourist. Try to see one big uh, expo that is talking about your industry so you can see some key opinion leaders. You can meet a lot of people from the industry. You can speak with other Romanians that are over there or other, you know, other nationalities that are in the same industry. Uh, try to get a formal... Uh, uh, communication with the authorities that are going to license you. Uh, try to estimate uh, the timing, you know, time to market in terms of uh, business structure. How much time do I need for a bank without? How much time? I mean, challenge everything you you know because things are totally different in some areas. For me, it was crazy to see that we needed three months or four months to open a bank. but Which there is normal. Yeah, the normality. Yeah, but you so, don't you don't you don't start the process with this in mind. So so challenge everything and say ask uh, things related to time, money, efforts, difficulty, because you never know. But if you don't ask this before, you you find yourself in the position to be all in, and then you get you know you get a surprisingly uh, a surprising answer. Oh, this will take three months. Oh my god, I have customers. How do I invoice them? Correct. So if you don't put everything in place and you uh, 
you don't put them in time and effort and money, that is going to be, uh, you know, you will feel a lot of, uh, uh, you'll be confused because some stages has to be in a chronological order. So basically, I think I think that the same way, the other way around, from the people from UAE, the one come to East Europe. Of course. Some things are faster, some things are way slower. So we just have another new good idea for a business, which is called business tourism. I mean, yeah. that's an interesting thing to develop. <laughs> you see, this, this is what yeah. happens when people talk with you. They come up with business ideas. So thank you for that. <laughs> but you take 10, 10% from me and... Uh, thank you. Thank you. I will do that. I will do that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> no, but you know, uh, in the end of it all, it's a mirage and we know Dubai is a mirage. Yeah. Uh, but in, in the end, if you try to overlook that mirage, there's actual business to be made. If you understand the rules, because every single place has rules. The rules are not the rules that are the law, but the rules of engaging in business. And that's what you're teaching the people that are coming in your camp are very practical and you have to uh, to be able and to be open to uh, to search that there there is no manual at the beginning when you enter that country business tourist okay this is the manual <laughs> <laughs> read it and then you can fly <laughs> everything is fine so you have to to scout that to to look for it and to meet people and to have the right questions and all i can do with these guys that are coming from east europe is to help them uh, clarify some good questions, because if they have the right question, the quality of the answer depends on the quality of the of the question. So if they question themselves, their business model and they the way they they want to to develop or scale the operations in a, in a new territory in a new continent, then they will have a bigger advantage. They they will lose less money, and they will be able to to change the business model in the direction that the market is expecting and is willing to pay you back. And that's the reason why in Dubai and Abu Dhabi and UAE, you have a lot of these business councils, which are nothing else but a gathering. Uh, we know this and people notice that uh, you and I are both in uh, UAE Romanian Business Council and there's another one, which is the Romanian Business Council Dubai, which is the branch dedicated to Dubai. So all of these things uh, have as main interest to just create a safe place for people to meet and talk with each other because the best experience is the one that people, other people have lived and you learn from. Of course, you will make your own mistakes. But this, I don't know if our listeners know, but in Dubai currently there's 57 business councils which have one single reason to exist for people to meet and talk with each other about their problems, try and fix them, try and learn from their from other people's mistakes, yeah. try to do networking, but not in the way to accelerate their business, but to just balance things out because we're living a fast forward world where tech is taking over, Industry 5 4.0 is, is coming uh, on top of us all, changing the way we were learned to do business and we taught ourselves to do. Of course. So th the thing is that uh, uh, I, I really, really love the fact that you uh, share all of this with us. And I thank you and our listeners thank you for, for all of this. Um, and, uh, and sharing your experience is, is the best way to, to encourage people to, you know, try. I think it's a, it's a healthy way to do business. I mean, 
because in this form of you know testing the waters you you put aside the ones that are looking for a hit and run you know you see that they are costs do you have a lot of those in dubai like hit and run hit and run that are coming in dubai uh, or the other way around i don't know i've seen people over there that i you know this mirage is attracting also guys that are thinking that this is very easy and I'm going to make one million in uh, two weeks. And it's not like this. So, so I think it's, it, it's healthy to create an environment and see the same people that are coming over and over again every month or every three months just to make sure that they advance in terms of knowledge. I, I, don't, think, I don't think you should be in a rush to open a new continent. And the business councils create this kind of context where they just continue continue to come and to get more information and then they follow up at home and they do some plans and they and they validate the plans with others. So I think this back and forth is you get some information, you prepare yourself and then you try to validate this information without being uh, you know hundred percent involved just to to make sure that when you are there you have the you have the full picture how much money do i need how much time do i need how uh, what's the effort that i need to 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 put in place in order for me to succeed great now oh, that's very valuable advice i mean that's uh, advice from someone who already put 2.5 million dollars of their own money how i made mistakes well thank you for that you know thank you for that uh Christy, we're coming to the end of our, our time. Um, as a, let's say, as a end advice, trying to wrap everything up uh, because, you know, we're trying to connect. What do you, what's your final advice for the people from Middle East and Europe when it comes to doing business together? I think, I'm not sure if it's mutual, but if you come from Europe and you are, going into their home. The most important advice that I have is respect their culture and their habits. Don't try to change them. You are going there and this is their home. So try to adjust if you can. Uh, and if you cannot do it, I mean, go somewhere else. But try to adjust to the culture. Try to not to lose your identity, but try to respect what they've built and I think this respect for what they built is going to be seen, recognized, and appreciated over there because you are not trying to civilize them like we are from Europe and let me show you how things are done. So be equal and treat them equal, but understand that you are a guest in their home yeah. and respect them as yeah. such. Yes. Christy, thank you very much. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you for your really nice advice. I'm sure that you've saved a lot of people a lot of money now. Yeah. So I'm going to give them your that goes thank you once again thank you christy thank you very much okay